everyone. Welcome to Comp Day, the podcast supporting young professionals of color. Thank you for tuning in. So this is going to be um, quite an interesting episode. Um, I'm really excited to be doing it. It's going to be centered around being an introvert in an extroverted workplace. <laughs> so um, I want to introduce my guest. So I have, I want to start, I have one of my studio mates here. This is the first studio mate to really join me. Um, I'm going to let him introduce himself. Um, if you can tell them who you are, what, what your podcast is, and um, how you identify um, ethnically and racially, and what you do for a living. Okay. Um, wait, I'm the first one from the studio to come on the show? Damn, that's nuts. Uh, my name is Jeff. Uh, on my podcast, I go by the Petty Podcaster. My podcast is called Introverted Intuition. Um, tell me my race, you said. Yeah, you're, yeah. how you identify? Uh, race and eth- eth- ethnicity, culture, like how you identify? Uh, identify as an African-American, straight up, uh, through and through. Um, I get mistaken for other things at, at times, which is mm-hmm. kind of weird. Uh, but that's what I am, African-American. And then what you do for a living? And um, I'm a pharmacist. I'm not proud of that. But uh, <laughs> I am. Oh my God. I am. I, I, I am a pharmacist. It's, it's a dirty industry for sure. Yeah. Okay. We got ph- we got drugs up in here. I'm probably not. We don't got drugs up in here. Ah uh, man, I could have got it from the honest. Like, <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm gonna let my um, also my other um, oh also um, Jeff is an introvert. Um, my other introvert in the room. Should we self-identify as introverts and extroverts as well? Or you gonna... For this specific episode, yes. <laughs> Some people are not confused. Should I, should I do it over? Like, I am Jeff, the introvert. Oh, no. You already, your whole podcast <laughs> states what You've you are. Okay, got uh, it. This is my shot. Um, my name is Marissa. Um, I am black, and I am a teacher, and um, I identify as an introvert with some ambivert tendencies. Okay. And then, um, we have a guest with us, too. Hi, um, my name is Tanya. Um, I work as a project manager in the construction industry. And I am an introvert at work, but an extrovert outside of work. I'm Dre, as you all know. Um, I am black, and I um, am more ambivert to extroverted. Um, so to break down um, the definitions... A introvert is someone who um, gains their energy um, not from others, but from, you know, having being able to have reflection and quality time um, separated from others. And they actually lose a lot of energy when they're with others, but they do contribute a lot to other people. Um, ambiverts are kind of in, sorry, before I do ambivert, extroverts are on the opposite end. We gain our energy from other people. Um, however, um, so but when we're not around people we lose a lot of energy and then ambiverts are kind of in the middle of of that um of that situation spectrum yeah thank you i know the words you see that's what friends are for so um for my introverts in the room did that sound um do you feel like that definition sounded right or um is there things you want to add uh yeah, it was spot on. I don't know if I lose energy when I'm around other people. I, I do enjoy being around other people, but only by choice. I don't like forced interactions, really. Um, but yeah, the definition pretty much is hit on the head not for me, honestly. I'm not sure if anyone else feels that way, too, but yeah. 
Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Like feeling um, energized by small groups of people and like also needing, and I'm talking about introverts, um, also needing to um, recuperate, revitalize by isolation and solitude is also valuable. Um, whereas like I imagine the extroverts from what I've seen, from what I've read, um, are people who are energized, feel fulfilled when they're socializing in large groups of people um, and don't necessarily um, benefit in the same way they're introduced to from solitude isolation. I feel like extroverts kind of like are less happier people, people at the end of the day because I feel like they need that attention, they need that interaction. But like, I, I but disagree. I feel like, I feel like, like once you, know, you know, <laughs> you and I are needy as fuck. You know that. No, 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 no. There's a difference. But I feel like when you when you're by yourself, like you're not really miserable, but like you don't really know how to really enjoy yourself. I, not I resonate with that. That's true. I I, I, don't d- I do. disagree primarily because I think that there's a misconception that as an extrovert, okay, yes, I do get a lot of enjoyment for my relationship with other people and the people around me. I like to talk to people. I like to know what's new with people or what's going on in general. But even though when I am in isolation by myself, there is the work of introspection that you have to do at the same time, which is not necessarily wrong. It doesn't mean that I'm, I'm, I don't feel fulfilled. There's a difference. Like because I'm in a quiet space, it still leaves room for like thinking, okay, What's going on? But I think that there is a preference definitely for extroverts to be surrounded by large quantities of people in isolation. That's the difference, right? So it's the difference between like if like you're with a group of people, if you're like in the work office and then you had planned home, you had planned to go straight home after work and then everybody's going out to a happy hour. An introvert naturally is going to do what? I assume based on my experience, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go the fuck home because that's what I had planned to do originally (laughs) when I decided. Whereas an extrovert would be like, oh, everybody's going to the bar? Best believe I'm going to be there too. And that's the difference. Well, see, also, too is that okay that's plants change extroverts <laughs> extroverts suffer from FOMO right yes. more than introverts do and, and, and don't act like when you're not by yourself you be on your phone or texting people either it's your man or you asking me or like one of us where you at when Marissa by herself she really be by herself she don't be texting me she really be having alone time she used to live right next to me and she be in her room for hours just chilling by herself, dandy as hell. I'll text her. She will not respond. And then finally be like, I, I'm open to talking to you now. Uh, Definitely. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you. I used to live with Andre and Tanya, and I definitely have had moments where you can feel that someone needs some extra attention. <laughs> okay. I, have been, I have been in my room chilling. Like, this is my one day where I got home before everybody else. Chilling. Y'all come home, primarily, or specifically Tanya. Tanya <laughs> go, and just from the footsteps, I know she won't come to my room and want to talk. I don't got time for it, though, because it's my only time. So what do I do? I act like I'm sleeping. Damn. <laughs> Comes in. And you know, you know, common courtesy, you're supposed to knock on the door before you enter someone's hey! door and wait for permission, right? She, extrovert, she don't know how to do that. <laughs> what does she do? Like, I can already feel by her footstep that she's in distress and she needs to, like, she don't want to take time to reflect. She want to talk to other people. She needs to, she needs to talk to think. I act like I'm sleeping. I turn, before she walked through the door, I make sure I turned off all the lights to, like, let, give her the perception that, you know, I don't got time for it today. Like, you can't disturb me. You don't have the license to disturb me right now. Like, that's what I'm trying to show 
tell you right now. What did she do? She knocked on my door. I didn't say nothing. She busted through the door. She saw I'm sleeping and then stomped off into her room. And it's like, yeah, I don't have time for you right now. Like, I don't have time to give you the attention. You need to take some time for yourself in the same way that I am. I feel like there's a personal attack on the extroverts on this side of the table. It's, it's not a feel. I am attacking <laughs> you. I'm telling you what happened. I don't feel attacked. Attack. I don't feel attacked at all. I'm speaking for myself as an extrovert. I don't mm. feel attacked. Um, I acknowledge who I am. Well, see, that's the thing, too. There's part of it on the serious side. It's like, yeah, there's acknowledgement of who we are or who I am as a person. Yeah, like, I do enjoy talking to people. I do talk to things. I'm a visual person. It's part of my job. These are things that I do on a daily basis. But at the same time, like, I do think that um, there's also the value in introspection and there's a value in lonely time, which is why I do admire the introverts because there is, there's when you take steps just like instead of imagining what comes to your head immediately it's like oh wait okay let me just think about this for like one second and like let me just turn off the phone or let me just listen to a podcast that's very calming or very introspective there is that value also that doesn't come to me by default but there's that value that comes with that too that's what i think thank you hey this is a lot of super soul conversations. <laughs> There's definitely no hate for extroverts in my mm. heart. Like my girlfriend is an extrovert, and uh, she's actually being with her and having to be around new people like all the time, like mm-hmm. her friends and like doing that, doing that process. Like it definitely made me more of like a more sociable person. So and I feel like that's necessary to get ahead, right? Like I do a podcast, so I have to network to get ahead. So. I can't just be in my introverted ways my entire life, right? So hey, yeah, and we definitely like when you're an introvert. This it's definitely an extrovert's world. Like it's things oh, are yeah, definitely sure. um, catered to this extrovert experience and having like a culture of personality versus like a, what we deem a culture of personality versus like a culture of character, right? Like it's not about like what you're saying is about like who's talking the loudest and like we definitely cater to that community i don't know if social media is the best thing or the worst thing that's ever happened to like mm-hmm. extroverts but, um, we get in trouble but yeah I like bet, yeah yeah definitely like it's definitely work to learn like if you're an introvert you have to learn how to navigate in that way like you have to learn to live in an extrovert's world so i want to pivot to that there is some hope for introverts out here in an extroverted world so the Deloitte Greenhouse Business Chemistry Group, and if some of you don't know, Deloitte, Deloitte is one of the um, big four um, accounting firms in the world. And they released a report called The Millennial Mindset, Work Styles and Aspirations of Millennials. And it studies just um, kind of different um, business ke- um, chemistry types um, between different generations. So... This study found out that about 59% of millennials are introverts. And um, (laughs) thus far, we are the largest generation of introverts because um, Gen Xers are at 46% and baby boomers at 43%. So the um, extroverted population, at least for the past three generations, is decreasing. Hmm. And there's a dramatic difference, at least a little more than a 10% difference between Gen Xers and millennials. Um, So... That might say why a ton of workplaces have been designed to be more extroverted friendly instead of introverted friendly. But there has to be a shift. Hence why we're also in this episode, because if our generation is majority wise, really? I feel introvert, like the, I feel like the way the workplace develop, has developed over the past like 50 years 
is more extrovert friendly, like in terms of like working, like moving away from the cubicles, right? Like moving yeah. away from the isolation and moving more towards like teamwork and like collaboration and, and those things and group work. It is, but I believe that is because the people who are decision makers and power makers are, um, it's going from baby boomers to Gen Xers. And Gen Xers are still introverts, sorry, extroverts, but they have more of a, um, they have less of, they have a different mentality than baby boomers. Um, they speak up a little more than baby boomers about their roles. But then when you think about um, working remotely or um, having in certain open spaces, there's like little rooms where you can go into booths. So we work has stuff like that. My workplaces have had that. They're, they're building more um, opportunity, at least more, more innovative workplaces to accommodate the introvert, but not as much as they should be. It's definitely not an equal um, dynamic at <clears throat> all. Um and I wanted to share um, something for the introverts in the room if my phone will reload again because it decided to do something crazy. I but definitely my... think... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> um, I was just going to ask, though... Unless you want to speak, you're an extrovert. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I was going to I was gonna ask that, do we think that um, just because of the way our society is changing in terms of, like, we have more opportunities for isolation there are more things like you can work at home as against in the office with other people um you can have quiet workplaces where you are you're isolated at that point um that's catering towards like the introvert experience and it's also the work the workplace is funny because when you don't talk to other people you you almost get forgotten almost so you still have to communicate to go forward i think i mean i think there's importance in both i just i believe at least based on my experiences and what Mm -hmm. i know about other workplaces there is not an equal there is not an equality in um celebrating work styles um i think extroverts we get a better end of the totem pole um versus introverts in the workplace so i actually want to share something um from it's an article from um, HR Measurement, well, Deb's Corner, HR Measurement, and the um, and it's a um, guest column by, um, and I'm going to butcher the name possibly, Akin Boye, um, well, Deborah Akin Boye. Akin Boye? Yeah. Nigerian. Yeah. And, um, yep, Nigerian pride. And um, what the article says, this person wrote it, and it says, Dear HR Millennial, I am passionate about what I do. See, I love to draw, design, and everything art. I am part of the graphics team in my company, but my supervisor constantly complains about how I am always keeping to myself. His usual course is, you're not like others, just with your earphones day in and day out. You barely keep up with the office banter, and you don't even push designs as um, viciously as others do. One day, a colleague suggested to liven the mood with throwback songs, and then they all began to sing along as the songs were played. Even my supervisor. I wasn't interested, so I plugged in my earphones, and then 10 minutes later, I received this email (laughs) stating, "Why Why do you like to always be different? So my issue is, I do my work, I meet it with my deadlines, and I'm never late. My only offense is my personality. I'm an introvert. Please, is this is being an introvert a crime? So I wanted to ask um, both Jeff and Marissa, 
Um, have you experienced that? Yo, that's fully me. Like, I walk in, I say good morning because I don't want to be the person who walks into the room and say anything. But after that, I go straight to work and I focus on my work like 100%. I don't really like to talk. Mostly because I don't enjoy the job and mostly because before getting to know no, no, uh, no new people, I like to kind of observe their behavior a bit and just, just see how they act. And I've done that with pretty much everyone I work with directly. And I don't really like how they act. I'm not a fan of their personalities. I'm not a fan of who they are from based off what I've seen. Of course, they may be different as I get to know them, but that isn't even interesting, right? So if you let my coworkers tell it, I am just like that. I just, I'm just a straight introvert. I don't really interact. And they may have an issue with that. But, um, yeah, I don't really say much throughout the day. I'm at 40 hours a week. Uh, I don't. I probably say maybe like three sentences, and that's by choice. So um, I, I feel like they may get offended by that because I feel like people take it, they don't, don't really understand introverts or don't really want to. They just don't understand why, like, especially if they're fully extroverted, like, they think, like, why is this person just not talking? Like, are they antisocial? Do they not like us? But it's just simply by choice. Like, I just don't have an interest in getting to know you or talking to you or talking to you about anything outside of work. So. Yeah, and they, I think that's a big misconception. Like, the people often perceive the behavior of introverts as a response to them. Yeah. When it has nothing to do with you, this is purely internal. Like, this isn't a reflection of the way I think of you, the way I feel about you at all. This is just about my preference and my comfort. Um, that whole thing about the headphones, I definitely resonates with me. Like, headphones, like, and I think technology in general, you talked about, like, the data and, and, and like, 59% of um, millennials being introverted. I could get that, like, in terms of technology, right? We're, like, allowed to be, as Tanya said, like, more opportunities for isolation um, and enjoying isolation in, the, in that way. And I think about, like, um, video games, you know? Like, be, like, you don't actually have to have the experience of, like being socialized through actually seeing people's facial expressions or things like that. Like we're more connected and, and inspired to, um, to socialize with each other, to connect with each other based on what do you have to offer? What is it that you have to say? And that's definitely like what, if I'm not mistaken, Jeff, like that's what introverts connect on. Like, what is it? What I'm not, I'm not, I'm not gravitating to you based on what, I need or like um, or like a feeling a fear of isolation I gravitate towards you based on what I think you can offer me and the ways in which you can enhance my lived experience so um, definitely like in terms of and people misinterpret that like it, it is it is a struggle like I've definitely had almost all of my relationships have been in retrospect oh yeah I thought you were like either weird or like you know as a female like I thought you were a bitch or like da 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 because you didn't like talk or you didn't do this or you didn't do that. So I wasn't really sure how to navigate. And I think there's a lot of misunderstandings. And when people don't understand something, they either fear it or hate it in a response. And I'm really huge on like uh, self-reflection. I feel like we all should just check ourselves once in a while. And I feel like based off my past experiences, I have a hard time trusting and opening up between people because I just have been wronged by so many people. So that's like part of the reason why I choose not to uh, interact. But I feel like I could... I should get over that hump and just learn to open up more. But again, based off how I see these people move and hear what they talk about, it doesn't interest me at all. And I don't like to talk about anything outside of work. Plus I'm just there for a check at the end of the day. I don't really enjoy that job uh, at the end of the day as well. So that's just what it is. When I did become, when I did get in leadership at my job, I did feel a need to become more approachable and being more approachable definitely leads more into extrovert 
autism than introvertism. So um, I definitely feel myself like more like it's a means to an end. So like I'm doing I'm doing the things and wearing the costume that I need to to make people feel comfortable, to be able to connect people and generate the team necessary to get the job done. Um, but in my everyday life, if I wasn't in that leadership position, that's not the way that I would behave. Wait, so you have like a team that works under you and they come report to you? That's I did. I did last year. Like when I first started at my job, I was just like a regular teacher, you know, just doing my thing. I was very quiet. Um, I didn't really talk with people. Like if if I had a, you know, I'm at my best when I do my one-on-ones, you know? And if I'm having a one-on-one conversation with you and, um, you know, we'll either have something to stamp that conversation that will interest me later or you will or whatever, whatever. Um, If I notice that, like, I'm the only one, like, initiating conversation, then I'm going to cease to do that because I'm going to interpret that as, like, you're not as interested in me as I am trying to be in you. So, like, this is not an area that we need to pursue any further. Um, But when I became a school leader um, or, like, had leadership in some form, I realized that, okay, I need to be seen, I'm in this role to best serve the people I need to serve. I need to be seen as someone approachable, someone that can um, help you learn, someone who can help you address your issues, someone who is effective in their job. Um, And that's not just based on my merit. I know that. Um, I know that part of that has to do with people feeling comfortable. So I took the steps necessary to make people feel comfortable and going to more happy hours and leading more happiers than I normally would and having conversation that than I normally would. And people who have known me for years then that saw the transition was like, oh, my God, you're like you're like a lot more um, outgoing or like social, like you've changed completely. And it's like I haven't changed. I'm, I'm just adapting to like the role like I'm. A, I'm doing, I'm wearing the costume that you need me to read for it. So <laughs> as soon as I can take this shit off, I'm going back to normal. So I want to ask a question about basically playing the game. Um, and I know as an extrovert, especially I work in fundraising. And there are there are fundraisers who are introverts, but I specifically work in like major gift type of fundraising. So I interact with wealthier people or influencers um, in basically every role I've had. And I get celebrated for that. Um, and being the happy Negro, you know, they're happy Negro, basically, like the sociable, um, accommodating black person. Um, I want to ask, because you mentioned earlier that you were maybe seen as a bitch because you're not like, they're like, oh, you're not a sociable woman. Do you feel, especially I want to ask Tanya as well, do you feel like there's a difference that that is treated by um introverts who are men versus introverts who are women in the workplace and like kind of like what that dynamic is like i know as a man who's an introvert um i've been celebrated a lot but extrovert? i don't hmm? as a man who's an extrovert as a yeah someone who's been an extrovert or oh, i said introvert yeah. yeah oh snap sorry someone who's a, an <laughs> thank you who's an extrovert and a man i've been celebrated a lot for that and i can't i don't want to discount that that has really supported a lot of my career but um I want to ask um, all of you kind of, um, do you see a difference with gender and being an introvert? Yes. yes. <laughs> I definitely, <laughs> I, I think that if you're a male, you're introvert, you're just quiet. Yeah. That's the proper <laughs> adjective to describe or character trait to describe what you're demonstrating at this time. If you're a female like, and you're introverted, then no, like either she's a bitch and she thinks she's too good for people or something's wrong with her. She needs to like, you know, Women, historically, um, their value in society has often been seen through their relationships and their ability to um, generate strong relationships, whether it's, like, with their friends, with their families. That's where our merit comes from before, you know, like, feminism, all that shit, and, like, you know, like, making money and, like, actual work, right? So, like, not that that stuff isn't work. It's important. Um, But, yeah, like, if you're... I definitely have felt that, like... I definitely have felt, like, the most that a guy will be, be... 
be termed it's like he's quiet or he's a nerd or like and that has his own connotation like he has inter- these types of interests you know and that like he's smart and like there are different connotations with that whereas with women i feel like there are like a lot more negative connotations if she's introverted than if a man is introverted in my experience yeah and there's also like the the from both men <clears throat> and women yeah and i would think that too like there I've even been guilty of this sometimes. Like, you see a woman or someone who comes in the room and they don't say much or they just are isolated. There's always that thought in your head. Is it, hmm, do they, like, why aren't they talking or what's happening? But even just for me, like, it's very important for me to be social at work. Um, Just primarily because of the type of job that I do. Um, it's always about communicating your skills or showing your skills. There's a lot of networking with clients. There's a lot of those things. So it's almost like it's so important that you put on that cloak when you get into those spaces. Like you do put on that, okay, yes, if I don't say much, um, that doesn't mean that I don't know what I'm talking about or that I am not intrigued in this conversation or aware of your day-to-day life. I, of course, want to hear about your second designer bag or you changing the design 10 million times. Of course, I want to hear about that, you know, even though I have no interest. So, yeah, like I can imagine that that would be even a lot harder than for someone who is introverted who would rather keep to themselves who is not really interested in playing this game that we create in our society and our workspaces about interacting even when we wouldn't rather interact. We would rather go to work and just do what we're required to do or do what is expected and be out. And especially like what you were saying earlier is that like you don't even like your job. Like, you know, like you would rather not deal with those people in those spaces but, you know, it's like you do have to play some sort of game with yeah, them definitely. to, like, get some sort of feeling that they feel comforted. And that's one thing that I, I'm thinking, like, and as, as an extroverted person, I don't necessarily think about that. Like, you know, like, I think that, you know what, you sound interesting and I'm going to go to work happy hour to get the scoop. But, like, yeah. Whereas like <laughs> me, it's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I yeah. don't care, like, about what, like, this is not important. Like, and it's, if we're having significant conversation about the work that's going to push the work further, or if we're having, like, I mean, like, unlike Jeff, I don't, like, dislike my job. Like, I like the work that I do. I think it's important. But, like, if we're having, like, significant conversations about the work and, like, you know, how to push forward, if we're having, like, a significant conversation about what's going on in, like, pop culture or, like, the news or something like that, like, I'm interested in that. But I'm not interested in the mindless menial day-to-day that you that you have going on like i don't put that on you so like why are you why do you feel the need that like i need to hear that and even and even if like it's just that you want to be heard that's completely fine but why is it like backlash if i don't care like why should mm-hmm. i care about like your menial day-to-day stuff so how about how about you jeff what um well i've noticed like specifically that i know like a few other people in who i work with directly that or kind of like me, like they don't, uh, specifically a woman. And I've noticed that in terms of even opportunities to do whatever, like to move up or anything, we're, we're immediately like the last ones to, to be asked or to be approached about it because of our personality. And I've noticed like you can't just work hard at my job. You have to play the role. You have to play mm-hmm. that position because they, they really pay attention to that. And I really didn't notice that until recently. And it doesn't really bother me as much, but it's like if we're putting in just as much work as these people who are as sociable, it's like, why is it not equal, you know? So uh, in terms of noticing a difference, I, I mean, I don't 
think there's really a difference in terms of how one's treated by gender. I can only speak for myself. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I'm not sure if that answers your question, but <laughs> answer that. Um, yeah, I can only speak for myself, and I noticed that the like. I'm just def- I'm definitely looked at as an outcast because I'm quiet. Like, it's it's I, I put that on. It's my I'm the one to blame for that, but that's how I'm looked at. I'm looked at as like the the quiet one, the one who doesn't say much but good morning. Like, and uh, yeah, that's question that's though. Is. But does quiet I mean, mean that's introverted the, quiet, all the time? Quiet is that's like, how they see it. Quiet is like a neutral connotation. Yeah. almost. it's like oh, you just don't talk much. I just, I just like, feel like if you're not like them, then you're just that's what you are. Yeah. So yeah, I would imagine that too because it's like quiet doesn't always mean you. You know, it's like the, it's the easy term, right? We just label you as it's factual. Like if yeah, you haven't been spoken that much. You're you're quiet. quiet. Yeah. Versus like if you're a female, and you're not really talking. It's like. Like who do you who do you think you are? Yeah, like why wouldn't you play this role of joining society and catering to all our needs and stuff like that? I haven't noticed a clear difference between the genders, but I think the same result is like we're both shunned upon because we are quiet. Mm-hmm. Like, like okay. there's no there's no positive words to say when looking at us, like compared to someone who's extroverted. That's what I see. So I want to touch upon listening. So I love introverts because i and i'm not okay listening is not a natural thing that comes to me regardless of what y'all think about this podcast and whatever it's not natural to me um i have to work really hard at it um marissa has been teaching me about listening for almost a decade um so i like introverts a lot because i think um listening even if there's introverts i'm sure who are bad at listening but listening seems to be um an easier muscle for introverts to flex versus extroverts um how what are your thoughts about introverts and the art of listening and your um communication with extroverts or ambiverts and their listening oh like is there a difference or do Do you you feel like there's a difference with like the the ability to listen or actively listen and um due to like different personality types between introverts ambiverts and extroverts it depends who you're talking to like my girlfriend's like very extroverted and um i feel it's easier for me to hear what she's saying I mean, she's saying so much like constantly <laughs> but like it's hard to keep up but like i definitely feel like it's easy for me to just hear her out as opposed to just interrupting what she's saying and going off but for her i think i i feel like my communication's gotten a lot better so i think it's become easier for her to hear me out but um I think it just depends who you're talking to, like, and how much, how invested are you in what they're saying, or who you're like. So, I think I think it's, I think it's definitely easy for me to to listen to someone who's extroverted. I don't know if there's. Are you an ambivert? I think like you're ambiverted, right? I'm like ambivert to extrovert, um, but Which, I'm I'm definitely not ambivert to introvert. Like we were talking the other day, like what was that last week? I feel like it was very easy for me to hear what you were saying. Uh, you were speaking very clearly, and your thought process is very clear. So. I th- again, I think it just matters who you're talking to and how interested you are in what they're saying. Okay. I think that when you're an extrovert, you're more concerned about, at least from my experience, you're more concerned about being um, heard than hearing. Um, and when you're introverted, um, I think that there's this um, there's this prioritization to, to hear what others have to say. Um, and I think that's, like, been my experience. Um, I'm, like been told that like i'm a really good listener um and i just like know when to shut up and just like (laughs) you know i'm not waiting for my turn to speak 
um, just really taking in what the person experiences and um, leading with questions and inquiry about like, let's dig a little deeper when you like you when you say this is how you're feeling or when you said that this was important to you like what do you mean like that like I really want to get to the heart of like what it is you're trying to communicate and I don't want to make any uh um assumptions whereas with extroverts I think they're just if I watch like extroverts talk I'm like y'all are not listening to each other y'all just all yapping off the mouth and just waiting till you stop hearing sounds so you could just chime in if if you even do that, sometimes you just cut off and just start going. <laughs> I know our first conversation as friends, like our first, like when we solidified our friendship, I'm going to go there, reveal some stuff. Um, we were in college and we <laughs> oh, met, um, we met at Starbucks and I feel like you initiated the meeting at Starbucks. Um, Marissa's like, come meet me at Starbucks. This is like literally the beginning of freshman year. And, ah, yes, and Marissa used, Marissa still is very like, She's honest, but she used to be more blunt with her honesty. I think you've you you don't give that to everyone as much anymore. You used to give like you used to give reads out like like free cards. Like shake, now, shake your hand and juice myself and read your life. Like, yeah. Calm down a lot. <laughs> so like we met up and um we're at Starbucks and <laughs> and she was like, Okay, so um I like you, but I wanna tell you something and I say, Okay. And she was just like, you know, you talk a lot. Um, everyone knows you talk a lot, but they won't tell you. Um, you talk a lot and, you know, you're a really great person, but sometimes you just talk way too much. And sometimes you don't need to do that all the time and you should try to do less of that. And and I was like, and I was so like, yo, what were you thinking? He's like, yeah, like my closest friend when they tell me about like our early conversations, I'm like, yo, like who did I think I was saying that to you? But go on. So then she stared at me to wait to see my reaction. And let me be honest. Okay, before that, I didn't have that many friends. I'm an extra. I'm an ambivert to extrovert, but I did not have a lot of friends for a lot of other factors. I'm not gonna name, but um, I really appreciate honesty. I'm a very loyal person, um, especially to people who are honest. And I was like, yo, she is right. People be lying to me and I don't be trusting people because they be lying to my face. And she told me the truth right then and there. And I was like, tell me more. And she just looked at me in shock like, what? And I said, what What? Yes, what, what can I do to I keep her? I was so her... prepared for you to like curse me out. I was like, you know, reaction, I'm just going to keep the buck with him. He's going to say what he's going to say. So, but someone's going to let you know because I don't feel comfortable like everybody sharing the same sentiment and like laughing about it behind your back and then ha ha and kiki in front of your face. So like whether or not we're going to ha ha and kiki before this conversation, after this conversation, I'm going to keep the buck with you. So it's going to, yeah, that's what I did. And I was like, I was prepared for you to be like, who the fuck you think you is? But you was like, yo, like, so tell me more about how to shut up. And I was like, yo, you a real one out here. I was like, what do I need to do to, um, to make this relationship with us happen? And from there, that's, I think that's when we really solidified. Did you make any changes like after that? I um I really don't talk as much anymore. I used to be a chatterbox, um, and I've been named a chatterbox in the past. Um, but I do try to actively listen more. Um, there are times that I do slip, but um, yeah, my best my best method with someone who's not talk like talking too much is just shut up. Just don't don't respond to anything they say, and they'll just get that. Like, It'll just you, get yeah, awkward. The conversation just <laughs> wane because you just put on a lecture. Unless you plan for that, then like you probably gonna stop. And sometimes you be telling me, shut up. 
Yeah, that's another one. Like, with you, I do that. I just like, play, like, Andre, stop talking. Like, nobody cares. <laughs> and I just like, uh, okay. It's reached that moment in this conversation where we won't be Everybody's anymore. Thinking, they're all making eye contact. For some reason, you can't see or you do see and you ignore it. I don't know, but again, just keep it a book. But it's helped. Listening does help. Um, Tanya, in your experience, um, oh, have you ever listening? been told shut up? <sighs> well okay so for me it's yeah you know sometimes yeah especially when it's like um when there's something on my mind or when I'm like feeling stressed about a particular topic I always feel like I need to give the backstory the leading story and then the main story so there's like I feel the need to give a well-rounded story about something. You feel every detail matters. Yeah, like, I feel every detail matters, and you're not going to understand <laughs> it yeah. without knowing every detail. That's how I feel. That's how, when I talk to my boyfriend, that's that's the logic that I have. That Is it's it like, every detail matters, or, like, you just need to get all of it out? No, I feel like, okay, Is so... Is it word vomit? No, it's not word vomit. I think that it's essential for the conversation. And this is the difference, right? So in my head, this is how I process things. Like, I know for me to process things, I can't always stay in my head. Like, I need to let it out. That's just how it makes me feel better or how I can work through things. That's that's why I feel there's a need to go through the story in a detailed way, which sometimes it doesn't... Um, it's not even necessarily necessary to the person who's receiving it, but in my head, that's how I deconstruct. So, so I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm, an, I'm one who loves details. Like I love details, mm-hmm. but like there's a difference between details and like just like a story that's all over the place. So, so yeah. I'm gonna. So <laughs> I'd be one of my girls just get to the point. Like, well, okay. yeah, yeah. and, and like, I understand that too, answer, right? I know the there's... question. So, so I'm gonna, <laughs> no, and I, and I think that's true too, yeah. right? There's a point, but also you have to think about it as someone who's going through that. My head is constantly moving from, okay, well, this happened, so maybe that's what happened to this, and this is why we're getting here. So there's a there's a bigger picture that I feel that I, I need to resolute, and it's not yeah, necessarily no. for that person. Right. So as and the, that's the point I want to get to. It's not about, like, providing details to the person. It's about you going through your process. Yeah. Where, like, my process is to, like, let me think in my head for a little bit, and, like, I'm, I'm not frivolous with my words. Like, when mm-hmm. I say I mean it, like, I already went through all the angles about, like, what where I'm attacking from. So, like, I've, I've thought about thoroughly. And, like, when I say it, that's it is what it is. I don't need no like I don't need you to come back. And if you do, I already have some prepared because I've thought it through thoroughly. Mm-hmm. So like if you like if you're going through we're both going through our process to get to some set of resolution. We just take different methods. Yeah. So I um this is gonna sound type mean, but I think you did explain well about your process. But um so a good example is like just kind of talking about your listening though. So um if you can talk more about that. Because I, I'm hearing more about oh. when you want to be heard, but I'm not hearing more about when you want to Okay, hear. so I mean, like, if that's the question, then, of course, like, it doesn't, it's not, um, it's harder for someone, it's harder for me, I don't know if it's harder, but it's more, it takes more of an effort to receive because at the same time while you're telling a story to me, right, you're talking about a particular, it, you're talking about a particular scenario, for me, it's, 
I want to start asking questions. I want to I want to start interject. Okay, well, that point, what, what was what did that mean, or what happened there in that moment? But at the same time, I have to be very aware that I could be cutting the story from even getting to where I'm going. So it's like about pacing at the same time. It's that like it's a lot easier for someone who is naturally introverted or who is going through the process of already internalizing it and working it through on their own as against someone who wants to speak. I want to speak. I want to communicate. I want to start asking, okay, well, this happened and my brain is jumping from point A and then, okay, point A has a A.1 and then there's an A.11 and it's like, I want to get to all these places, but sometimes it's about slowing. I feel like it's like reverse, like as introverts, yeah. we want the extrovert to just get to the point and exactly. extroverts want us to get to the point, but like you want to know every detail to get there, so... I think it just comes down to like how much you you care about what they're saying. Like if you really mm-hmm. invest in whoever's talking to you and venting to you, like you should want to listen to every detail of the story. But yeah, let them get it out at their own pace. Like, <laughs> and that is the for, for fine both line. sides. Yeah, and like, that is the that's the that's the line that I feel that is very important. And I think that it's understanding you as a person, like Tanya. This is what Tanya needs, and then and understanding that. Marissa, this is what she goes through. Like, this is her own process. And this is how her brain works. And because we have a caring relationship and I value her input and I value what's going through her mind, I have to realize, okay, think about this through her lens. Think about this through what she's going through and stop. So, oh, go ahead, Marissa. No, I was just going to say, I think there's a part of listening... Um, or measuring the quality of someone's ability to listen that happens after the story. Mm -hmm. So it's not so much like, you know, everything that's happening, um, the interaction during the story, during the the telling, but it's like, do you recall what I said as I, like, you know, follow up on certain things that happened before? And if it's like, oh, yeah, I don't remember, then I think that's, like, a big difference between introverts and, like, extroverts who are, like, naturally inclined to hear versus to wait to be heard like when we recall back these like incidents like do you recall the things i shared with you and that that i told you or is this like going one ear and out the other and like that's a huge like measurement as well yeah so um i've had introvert i have an introverted supervisors and i've had extroverted supervisors um i've had an introvert supervisor my first one emily i'm giving you a shout out i love her to death Love, love, love her to death. Um, and I think because the way she reflects, the way her brain works, even she used to work from home sometimes to kind of reflect or be in a space by herself to kind of like think. And her brain did the most creative and brilliant things I've ever seen in my life. Um, and then I've worked with extroverted bosses who I've really enjoyed as well. But I think I know um, in which I had a rough experience with a supervisor before who was an introvert. And I've had rough experience with extroverts, people who are very dogmatic introverts or people who are very dogmatic extroverts and working with them. And I wanted to ask what your experiences were if you had a dogmatic um, introvert or a dogmatic um, extrovert in your life in your as a supervisor and what that experience was like for you. Or it's like kind of like, oh, well, I can handle any type of introvert. So that works for me, but I just can't handle this type of extrovert. Um, I feel like I've only had extroverted supervisors. Um... And they're just, they've always, I've always just been resistant. I'm resistant to any type of authority, but like an extroverted, like one that's always aggressively in your face about every little thing, I just have been even more resilient to. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, I don't know how, I, I, I can only handle it to a certain point where I don't want to be confrontational and end up losing my job, right? But 
I just, I roll with the punches. I adjust. I adapt to their personality enough to where I can just get through the day, right? Um, yeah. I'm not sure exactly what dogmatic means, like the exact definition. I'm sorry. So, like, really strict. Like, they're, oh, um, okay. and they only view, like, for instance, like a dogmatic Christian only views Christianity as the only way of faith. They don't, they don't think there is no, it's very black and white thinking. There right. is no gray. They don't view other options for anyone or as the right way. They think their way is the only right way. Yeah. Um, plenty of those. <laughs> when now? I'm not sure if any of you guys, if you guys can relate. Have you ever, ever, ever had that type of supervisor? Definitely. Um, but I don't think in relation to introverts or extroverts. I think mm. I've just, I've worked with people like that before. And yeah. like, I mean, just in the definition, it just seems like a real hostile workplace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like yeah. they would like, openly attack my character and just come at me for being an introvert. Like, I think maybe behind scenes they would, but... That sounds like someone who's kind of a bit selfish and someone who's mean. Like, I think that there's a fine line between introverted and concerned or not trying to be outspoken. There's that. But then when you are just one track minded, I think that's bigger than being an introvert. That's a whole different personality type. And our professional selves are always, I feel like, different than our like personal selves mm-hmm. or interpersonal oh, selves yeah you put the white voice on and you put the, the white personality on <laughs> for the day and then that's it yeah you do what you yeah. gotta do to make sure you get your paycheck and like make sure you sustain your job and like like that's it but i've never really felt like my being introverted has like limited me in the workplace i've never felt like it's limited me it's like um it is it has like kind of like divided me or separated me from the group or kind of like made some distinctions right between me and other people in my workplace but never have I felt like it held me back I do think like I said before like being in a leadership role like it's when you're the face of something or when you are the um the one who mobilizes people like that requires a different skill and I do think it is a skill set being able to um inspire people and to um like generate collaboration and cooperation amongst a group of people that is a skill I think is uh that introverts are more inclined to but um that's a skill that we all need right so in saying that I want to um actually ask you on a solution for that um for the and I'm for the extroverts I want to listen more um I want to ask as a final question to both you Marissa and Jeff um what are some things, and as you just mentioned, what are some things that you would want to ask your extroverted and ambivert coworkers to do to support you or what changes you want to see in the workplace? And what would you encourage other introverts to do as final as a final question? Um, I wouldn't encourage other introverts to change. Like if this is who you are and this is how you've been your entire life, I don't think you should change for anyone. But if you have a desire to want to meet and interact with more people, then you should do that. Just take it step by step. Start with one person, then go to two, then go et cetera. But um, uh, just just accept who you are. If you're comfortable being an introvert in the workplace and you're comfortable going to each work each day with not really saying much to anybody, then do that. Like, just I don't know, just just be who you are at all times, and don't let any don't let the judgment of other people who are strangers and coworkers get to you because they don't matter at the end of the day they're with you eight hours a day but there's still many hours in the day left where you're with people who actually know you and care about you so i would just encourage other introverts to if you're comfortable with who you are and how you've been to stay that way 
Thank you. I agree. I definitely think you should be comfortable with who you are, um, no matter what. That's really big um, because you have to know who you are to know who you're bringing to the table. Um, but whether you're an introvert or extrovert to me, it doesn't matter. I think when you're interacting with people, it's always important. Just leave with inquiry. Like, ask questions. It's as simple as that. Um, do not make assumptions on, like, who people are, what they're interested in, what they would or would not be into. Um, just ask questions. It doesn't matter if you're an introvert or extrovert. That's, like, something that I think benefits all. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you all for joining me today. And um, I hope that this episode um, supported introverts a bit more in the workplace and also supports um, ambiverts and extroverts to support their introverted peers. Um, so thank you all. And we're going to clock out. Thank you. Good night.